0: Hey, all you Holly weirdos. Um, mm. in light of what's going on right now, um, especially within the last couple of months and 72 hours, or if you've been living under a rock, you know, our country is still going through a lot of unrest and change right now.
1: Yeah.
0: And, you know, it's all due to the death. Well, actually, let's call it the murder of George Floyd mm. and countless others before him due to police brutality. And we just wanted to just kind of check in with all of you Mm
2: -hmm.
0: where we're at and speak up and use our platform, of course. Mm. So we just know that these are crazy times. And, I mean, right now, as we're speaking outside of our doors, you know, there's still the protests. They're still Mm -hmm. looting, unfortunately. And, I mean, right now I'm hearing police sirens and the LAPD helicopter.
1: So, Mm
0: -hmm. Price, how are you feeling right now?
1: Well, it's like... You know, I think one of the things that we talked about a little bit is I think it's important to walk the fine line anytime you dabble in the entertainment industry. And for us, for me and for us as we've talked, I think we want people to still be able to escape, still be able to listen, which we've always been so appreciative of and so baffled by and so grateful for this little weird community that we've gotten to know and gotten to interact with. And, you know, over these past couple months, so many people have been, you know, really reaching out and so sweet about the impact that just getting to escape has had, but also knowing that escapism is a privilege. Mm -hmm. And that not everyone has that opportunity or that luck to be able to turn their eyes away from what's happening. And so I just, you know, we were talking and trying to find what the best balance is of, you know, an episode that I feel very passionate about all of our episodes, but I also feel very passionate about the murder of our brothers and sisters in the country that we live in. So, you know, I think we've always been very open and upfront that we're learning and we're trying our best and we're just two people and we just happen to be in a hotbed right now, but we also happen to be lucky enough to have people who listen to us and You know, we want to honor their support of our podcast. We want to honor the memory of George Floyd and the people who are protesting. And, you know, something that we've been talking a lot about is that, you know, there's lots of lanes when it comes to a protest. And not everyone can be in every lane. Um, You know, some people can protest and some people can donate. And some people can write their congressman and some people can go and talk to their friends and that's how they can affect change. And some people can donate their time. So, you know, we just want to always be as sensitive as possible, but be very firm in our support and understanding that this podcast is not what's important right now, um, that the, you know, injustice that people across this country are fighting is what's important. So, I don't know. It's, it's, we are in a very fraught time.
0: 100% we are. It's a very unstable time. And it's a time that, you know, we really have to see what's going on around us. hmm And a lot is going to change. Like, we've been talking to Zachariah the Witch, and he's been actually on the forefront protesting, but peacefully protesting. Mm-hmm. Um, until things got out of hand is when, you know, he got really upset and wasn't going to contribute to that, you know, and people can protest in many ways. They could peacefully protest alongside their community, but like you said, they could write letters to a congressman. You could also donate, you know, I'm going to read a couple of these places where you can donate. Gofundme.com forward slash George Floyd, donate to his memorial fund. Um, I did this yesterday and, you know, I just felt that I wanted to support somehow. I didn't feel comfortable protesting because, you know, I'm, I'm a little scared. But I felt like what people were telling me, you could do it in other ways. You know, Zachariah was like, here are a list of places you can help, you know, donate. You can also donate to blacklivesmatter.com. Uh, you could also donate to a couple of bond organizations, chicagobond.org, brooklynbailfund.org, and detroitjustice.org. There's also phillybailout.org. So you can help these, you know, individuals that were arrested just for protesting, for, you know, using their right to speak up. Obviously not to help the looters, <laughs> but a little does go a long way. And and for us, we just wanted just to take the time... Just to let everybody know that, you know, we do support Black Lives Matter. Mm -hmm. We do support our Black and Brown brothers and sisters. And we all want us to unite and offer our support as best as we can. So Mm -hmm. um, in light of everything, we are still going to post our episode. We're still going to talk about the paranormal. Mm -hmm. We're going to sit down with Kiko, Bailey, and Jeff Wessel, who are actually small business owners, mm. and they own the Mystic Museum and Bearded Lady Audities, uh shop. So, yeah. you know, Bryce and I want you guys to know that we hope that you all stay safe mm-hmm. and that you stay positive and that you, you know, also stay Hollyweird at the same time, but uh. take care of yourselves, be kind to one another, and just mm-hmm. stay positive, of course. Yeah. Bryce, do you have anything else you want to say?
1: Bye!
0: <laughs> Bye, guys.
2: So, you know, there's people that will call it angels. There's people that call it spirits and there's people that will call it ghosts. There's people that call it energy. Uh, and, and so everything is really kind of like up to your own interpretation. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I kind of like, you know, has been working late one night remodeling and I'm pretty sure I heard a ghost that was teasing me um and it was you know a great experience whether it was or was not it was um definitely got my heart pumping got me very
1: scared
0: you Holly weirdos, we're going to go back, not back in time, but back to Burbank. If you remembered from our haunted Burbank episode, you know that we mentioned a little unique shop located off of West Magnolia Boulevard, known as the Mystic Museum and Bearded Lady Vintage and Oddity Shop. Ah yes, the Mystic Museum and Bearded Lady Oddities shop has everything you need, from taxidermy, spirit boards, tarot cards, and even your occult essentials. But they also come with a few ghosts. Yes, since owners Eric Wessel and Kiko Bailey open up shop, they might have adopted a few unexplainable energies that call the Mystic Museum and Bearded Lady Oddities home. So, grab your crystals, your favorite tarot card deck or spirit board, and possibly one of your favorite taxidermy pets, and let's get Holly weird with Eric and Kiko of the Mystic Museum and Bearded Lady Oddity Shop. The episode and interview you're about to listen to was recorded via Skype during the COVID-19 stay-at-home order. So please pardon any in-and-out sounds, muffs, or any glitches that you might hear during this recording. Now, let's get Hollyweird. Hey guys, welcome to Hollyweird Paranormal. And uh, if you're new to this podcast, uh, we are a Hollywood true crime and paranormal podcast where we talk about everything that is weird in and around the Hollywood area. Uh, I'm your host, Tammy Merhat Chavez.
1: Hello, I'm Bryce Mitchell-Williams.
0: And you're in for a big treat. We've been wanting to do this interview for such a long time. We are a huge fan uh, of this museum, of these two peeps that we're about to interview. Guys, we want to introduce you to Kiko Bailey and also Eric Wessel, the owners of Mystic Museum and the Bearded Lady
1: vintage
0: shop so guys guys, tell me um how long have you guys been open
3: how did you guys open the shop and and where are you at right now it started with our first store bearded lady vintage and oddities we opened that what almost nine years ago or nine yeah getting
2: close to nine Um, years now
3: and so we had that store specializing in antiques oddities things like that and so um as we grew as a business we really loved hosting large events and curating shows and um being more of like an event space as well
2: well it started with i think the idea of the mystic museum kind of came from uh when we had the oddity store and the the vintage store beard lady ventures oddities which we still have today (laughs) um we 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 were starting to collect more stuff personally as we more product came in the store. One of the things that uh, I started collecting was Ouija boards. Ah, uh, so it started like kind of like snowballing from there and getting a very really large collection, and then you know <clears throat> doing some fun events and stuff with Ouija boards and with some friends, and just realizing I don't want to sell these items, but <clears throat> I think they're deserving of other people to to
3: see yeah and there's just so many it's uh there's so many different styles and they're so unique and it's once you start learning the history of of them it just becomes more intriguing and of course we were intrigued by it we just knew that it would be a whole new realm of business to Mm. show them Mm -hmm. and have people view them themselves
2: yeah Yeah. and it it was a little serendipitous how the museum came about because there was a period where we thought the venture store was going to be moving uh uh, oh wow! That place was uh, thinking about uh, letting her, her daughter or her family member use the space for their own store, so mm-hmm. they, they weren't going to renew the lease. So we
3: were mm-hmm. looking
2: for. Something. So, so we're, like, okay,
3: well that means we just have to move. So. And when right. we
2: found one uh, at the same time, I think it was the same day even that we decided we found the right fit. The landlord says we didn't have to move anymore. That she decided that we could resign the lease. Yeah. So that's, okay, <laughs> really like, and that's where the idea of possibly having a room over Ouija boards uh, in the Oddity Shop became its own store itself. Yeah,
3: why not just open up a second business? That's yeah. basically right.
0: Yeah, yeah, because it's two in one. Because uh, what people, a lot of people don't understand is that it's all in the same space. The yeah. Yeah, the yeah. oddity shop and the museum. It's just yeah, in it the back. Yeah.
2: Separate stores. We Sweet. just worked around it pretty well. And they're right mm-hmm. each other, two addresses. Up, yeah, because yeah. we end up moving the other
3: store next yeah. to
2: each other. Yeah. So, and then it was just this awesome snowball effect to be able to have them really right next to each other. And that way you're not walk Because we used to send people like, like oh, oh, go two blocks down yeah. the street. Go- <laughs> oh, no. Oh,
1: wow, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Now well, it's like, just go right next door. Yeah, okay. or you're in the same building.
0: they will still you know do anything even walk two blocks to see your collection of Ouija boards (laughs) but you guys do more than just that you you guys really do educate um individuals that come in you know about uh I guess how they used to perform funerals and wakes back in the 1800s and also you Eric you're so passionate about like teaching people the history of the Ouija board you even I think I read in one of your um, stories that you do a uh, workshop for Midsummer Screen to teach people, hey, this is the history of the Ouija board. It's not the work <laughs> of the devil. This is the real deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: the, the last three years, uh, a Ouija board seminar. Yeah, and it was pretty well. I think every year it was a packed house. In one of the wow, right? And I'm I'm glad they. You know, they asked us, first of all, to be a part of Midsummer Scream, which now are I feel we're definitely a, a very much part of Midsummer Scream, where are there every yep. year we've been there from the beginning. Yeah, they're very and wonderful to us. Mm-hmm. They give us such a large space every single time to work with. And then That's they amazing. said, teach something. Why don't you do a class? Why don't you do a seminar? And I didn't necessarily want to do it as a, a teaching type of thing, because right. when it comes to things that are paranormal or uh, metaphysical based it's it's more of a belief system rather than teaching somebody right to right or wrong so mm-hmm. that's why I think that a seminar would be a lot better and kind of go through the history and especially a lot of people will teach classes on you know the belief system and stuff like that but not a, a lot of people are teaching about the collecting aspect because that's where we came from first and foremost was this antique store and vintage mm-hmm. store collecting them and and selling and trading and and the value and just the history behind it.
0: That's awesome. And what were you guys doing before you guys opened your store? Oh,
2: long <laughs> time ago. Yeah, like before the store. Oh,
0: wow. <laughs> Back in the horse and buggy days.
3: Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, I was uh, a waitress. I was serving tables. I was yeah.
2: Yeah, and I was a, a chef actually
3: was working in restaurants, and I worked at uh, Kat Von D's Wonderland Gallery. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. That's, like, yeah. yeah.
0: So you knew how to curate. So you both came from a background of, uh, you know, just, like, the public service industry, and also, like, you have gallery experience. So, I mean, it just was the perfect... Yeah. path to opening, you know, this location. And it's an awesome location. I, it's yeah. one of my favorite stops off of Magnolia Boulevard in Burbank, for some of you guys that are not located here in Los Angeles, but it's definitely a major stop if you're in, you know, I guess it's uh, downtown or Old Town Burbank, as they call it. Uh, not only have a, you know, oddity shop and the museum, but you actually curate these amazing installations. Um, Slashback Video is probably one of my most favorite ones that you done alongside with the Sabrina installation you did I think it was a almost a year ago as well so tell yeah. us a little more about your installations and maybe future ones to come
2: well I will say good going back to the uh the um, us having already known how to curate and stuff like that besides yeah. for, uh, public service industry is we both kind of Uh, specialized in art through high school and things like that Uh, so
3: we're just naturally creative yeah (laughs) really creative
2: brain so it's it's funny because I hear a lot of things about like you know uh, art galleries having been having to be owned by uh, you know artists themselves which clearly we are I mean like we we, some of the installations themselves are giant art pieces that we build we hand-built everything ourselves we do have help from a lot of really great friends and i'm glad that they've approached us and said we will help you mm-hmm. uh, most part everything is hand created we come from an artistic background uh this is definitely my major in high school and uh I won a lot of awards but then i went on to doing the artistic side of culinary when i felt like that just wasn't a career path for me mm. i kind of went into what we knew we both knew antiques. Uh, we both collected vintage; it was all around our house. And then, then that that old school part of us too, um, kind of like our artist came through, where we need to do more of who we are. And that's where the mm-hmm. museum and the art collecting started happening. Our first art show was in Beard Lady Vintage Noddities and it was a taxidermy themed art show. And <laughs> they all snowballed from there. I mean, um, I'll let Kigo talk about some of the exhibits we do.
3: What I enjoy best is creating the different installations. Um, Evil Dead was one of my favorite ones that we've done. And that was partnered with Sam Raimi and Renaissance Pictures. Oh, sure. Um, wow. But, um, uh, we showcased all the original props from Evil Dead 1, Evil Dead 2, Army of Darkness uh, for the first time ever. So that was quite an honor to have all those items here. Like the original like, Necronomicons. Like, mm-hmm. at- yeah boomstick and things like that it's really awesome to even like hold them and uh let alone and have them in our uh museum for people to see so that was that was one of my favorites and a a part of our installations that we love doing photo ops so people could take Mm -hmm. pictures Um, like recreate scenes like that's that's my favorite thing to do is just think of a scene and try to recreate it
2: we didn't even realize but we've had a photo op since the day we first opened our store our first store had a photo op before they were called photo ops before oh, wow. really and we, didn't, <laughs> we had one uh, like it was a circus one where yeah. you could stand behind this counter area and had these it was really cool had these velvet curtains and stuff like that and then had these props that you hold up in front of your face or things like that and then it, that was basically the first photo op we ever did and that was in that store the original beard lady store for the whole duration of the time and then that kind of snowballed into us having these photo ops is inside of our art shows and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. creating these exhibits and you could see from the first one to the last one how much bigger and more elaborate they always get mm-hmm.
0: they're very interactive that's something that i've always noticed about your installations, so that you can go in and you can actually like pico said you could take pictures with a lot of these props you can recreate these scenes and not only can you do that but even when you walk into the oddity shop you have that humongous uh i think it's the little planchette that's hanging from the ceiling in one of the sections of the front shops and you can actually you know take pictures with that too yeah that was my idea It's like
3: yeah. i think i want this planchette like <laughs> <laughs> of how to like uh like advertise within the shop like I was like oh let's just have a big planchette hanging from the ceiling and then he does it like because I have to yeah he's like the <laughs> uh uh Imagineer person
2: and he just uh, yeah. ideas and I'm like I could build it, <laughs> but it was just funny. Them. yeah sometimes they get kind of like scary because you're like like for one thing that we're thinking about different things so I'll think of my own stuff and then she'll think of that stuff Definitely, two heads is better than one. As yeah. I realize, because mm-hmm. when I'm stuck on an idea, she'll always be like, "I always like that scene," and it would be the most obscure scene from the movie, but of it course, would be yeah, the the best one to do a photo op. So now we have like I think six per exhibit now. But uh, when he, she's, I think she came up with the idea to do the cabin from Evil Dead. Oh hell and, yeah! And she got scared. She's like, "I don't know how you're going to do that. You can't do that. That's physically gonna- <laughs> <laughs> impossible." Yeah, because
3: like, it was no, just us two I can do it. him on a ladder. Yeah. Are you talking yeah, putting it together?
2: Wow. Sometimes it's
3: holding that f- thing up while trying
2: feel like yeah. it seems physically impossible, yeah. but well, we do it. We know? always
3: manage yeah. it. And it's always better than what I picture, which is pretty crazy. So that's why I've learned to trust myself or trust uh, what we do. Like no matter what, it it's always goes above and beyond what our what we think we can create and what People expect as well. So not only do
0: you have this amazing oddity shop and museum, but it seems like you've also collected more than just antiques. <laughs> seems like you collected something otherworldly. Um, you guys have a couple of entities there that like to hang around. Can you tell us a few of those stories of what you guys have experienced, who or what is around the museum and the shop and, and how you guys deal on a daily basis with them? <laughs>
2: So, yeah, I guess it all really depends on your personal belief system. But we've had had people come in here and other people that say they felt like they've seen something or felt something or there's definitely energy that, you know, um, you know, all you very positive. Uh, And, uh, you know, some people say we have uh, protective energy here, things like that. So, you know, there's people that will call it angels. There's people that call it spirits and people that will call it ghosts. There's people that call it energy. Uh, and so everything is really kind of like up to your own interpretation, but, uh, you know, I kind of like, you know, has been working late one night remodeling and I'm pretty sure I heard a ghost that was teasing me. Um, and it was, you know, a great experience, whether it was or was not, it was, um, definitely got my heart pumping, got me very scared. And Interesting. but ultimately the reason I was scared is because I thought somebody was actually breaking into, into the <laughs>
0: Oh no. I get
2: loved <laughs> by real people because they're really going to come and cause harm. Like, I know that th- them messing with me is a physical thing, mm. when uh, a spirit or an entity, it would be more of a, a metaphysical thing. And, you know, it's kind of like putting your hand through an invisible person or something like that. It's just like you can't really feel it, you know? Um, right. It's all about. It's all, I think, mentally fear-based, as opposed to in reality, somebody that could actually hit you overhead with a bat. <laughs> <or something. laughs> I don't know that's just kind of like the where where I've kind of like came to at this point in my life, and so uh, it's uh, you could sit in a dark room and you could scare yourself all you want. About how not to be that way. Mm-hmm. You, scare, you know whatever you would interpret it as. Any-
3: well, I've seen things here. <laughs> uh, I mean, like, uh, growing up, I've always kind of felt things, I've seen things, I have premonitions quite a bit. I don't know, it just feels like they, it's a place that, you know, that they would like here, I guess. But anyways, I, I've seen like a little girl uh, spirit here. She's about like 10 years old. Um, and I've heard from other people, they've seen the same thing. And I don't tell anybody what I've seen just to kind of see if if they would say the same you know mm-hmm, sure. um, so um, yeah so there's like a, a girl a little girl here and she likes to like um pull on people's hair or like their clothing or oh, like wow. I was behind the counter um, by the register wow. and like I felt like uh, like a tug on my leg like <laughs> Like, it's so interesting. Like, it's at that level, that height level, too, where it would be someone smaller. So, right. So, and so that's interesting. Or especially, like, closing up at night. You always had that feeling at some. walking, too. So, yeah. But
2: I don't like staying here at night. It's anymore. kind of
3: funny of how, like, I'm <laughs> freaking myself out, like, like just trying to close, and I'm by myself. I'm, like, overthinking things. I was like, oh, my gosh, my customers are going to think I'm such a dork. <laughs> Or, like, this is what I like, but for some reason I start overthinking, and then I'm like, i got to get out of here.
0: Yeah. yeah, you have a lot of intrusive thoughts that run yeah. in your head. Like, what what are the odds that a ghost <laughs> can come out from the back of that, I don't know, that closet and kill me or something, oh, <laughs> as I'm trying to cl- cash out. So yeah. like, You yeah. also, um, I think you guys also have a, a doll or stuffed mm-hmm. animal that has a lot of weird attachments to it. I remember when I was mm-hmm. there... Um, I think a while ago I saw like a piece of paper from, I think a reading that one of your mystics had done in the very beginning of receiving this item, um, but apparently it's it's kind of from what I was told or I heard it kind of cursed or has some weird bad juju attached to it.
2: I mean, I think it's I what? think automatically people go to calling things a cursed object Right. right haunted or <laughs> things like that, but. Mm-hmm. I think whatever was attached to it before is since gone. And it's oh
3: like, wow! Got that little guy right now, like looking at it, <laughs> and Eric, and it makes me laugh because he's just standing there. It's like, man, what? What? Everybody talking bad about me? <laughs> <laughs> he looks, you know, he looks
2: kind of creepy. Though. It came in <laughs> here as a, a customer who wanted to sell it to us as a vintage piece, but claimed it was haunted. Hey. We definitely, you know, are interested in things like that. Hmm. have a mystic museum and also an oddity store things that are considered haunted definitely fit within both realms and so um, yeah there was a friend that did a little automatic writing test on it um, and you know everything that kind of like came out of that little writing uh, automatic writing session also came through during a uh, private um, ghost hunt that happened here and they got the same exact information it was very yeah they
3: had the same they got the same information even though they don't know of one another they don't know anything about you know uh, the same experiences yeah Yeah.
2: we hid the piece of paper before the ghost hunt so they got wow. of-
3: oh good
0: and yeah. so
2: they came up with the same the same results and uh, you know they used like electronic ghost hunting equipment and uh, but our friend used you know obviously intuition and, and you know his own own psyche. So it was uh, very interesting to see that combination. And that's how we kind of, like, we sit there and we we determine whether we should even talk about an item or whether or not we should say it's haunted is if there's multiple, you know, cases or multiple um, people that have the same... Mm -hmm. I don't think it's haunted anymore. I think it was haunted, it came here, and now uh, it's, like, thanks for having me because nobody wanted me before. So.
0: (laughs) <laughs> or maybe it saw like the insulations and you scared it away <laughs>
2: <laughs> but you know put things on just on display here not to be forgotten you know it's, it's exactly
3: honoring we're, we're just honor, we yeah. just like to honor we like to have respect and honor and not to make anyone or any spirit feel in a negative yeah. light like, i don't know mm-hmm.
0: No, every time I walk in there, it's always a good vibe, it's always a good energy, but there is always this feeling like there's something there, and I even felt it before hearing the stories, and I'm like, knew it, I just didn't know what it was, but I was like, I just feel like they were, I was being watched, and especially in the museum, maybe the cameras were there, because you do have surveillance, Um, I don't know if you've caught anything on your cameras or your surveillance uh,
3: systems. Triggered it's when triggered no, when no one's here, for
2: sure.
0: Oh,
3: cool. so That's always fun.
2: The okay. two things. <laughs> wow, cool. The two things that stand out to me is I think I remember uh, watching the camera live once uh, during like an event, and then seeing orbs uh, that were unexplainable. And the thing is, when you're watching it live, especially if it's like the um, night ca- night camera. Uh huh. You see what is dust, and you see what you see it right away. It just it's all yeah. over. So, mm-hmm. um, then you you could definitely tell which what's is a bug because, you know, yeah. the way they fly, you can yeah. see the wings flapping. But then there's these random things that you have no idea what they are. So that's I've seen that a lot. And then, when we came in one morning and find stuff on the floor, yeah,
3: that happens every once in a while. Or we'll, we'll find items on the on the floor, and I'll try to like. <sighs> Like m- figure out if there's like a if it would fall on its own. So I'll try to de- debunk it. Like debunk like, it. Yeah, <laughs> I would try to, and I and I can't. Sometimes it's it falls so far from where it originally was at. There's just like no way. Yeah. <gasps> try my best to figure it out. Like.
2: But when we go to the cameras, we're like happened. we're like oh we got security cameras. Let's check those. Um, then we'll check, and you'll see it on the shelf. Oh, no. <laughs> or <laughs> sure. there's no, like, in-between in between frames. And we're like, what no. the f-?
0: Oh, my God. And so that's fine. <laughs> that's a little
2: weird, because...
0: Have they fine. damaged, or and has whatever is there damaged anything, or...?
2: No, no.
0: Oh, thank goodness. Okay, I was gonna say.
2: Obviously, everything is, you know, your own <laughs> personal preference, and this is all entertainment purposes and funding games and stuff like that but for the most part what we like to believe and what we really think is everything is for a positive Mm -hmm. and uh, Mm. we're just positive people that just want everything to be on a you know very happy positive side you know absolutely here
3: too, yeah, you think, know. Yeah, we don't
2: think it's
3: like negative. Yeah. No. no, no. I feel that.
0: I feel that your That's vibe entering your shop and your museum, like you just feel this warmth and welcomeness. That's why I always love returning. That's why a lot of people that we know love visiting there too. And you guys have a great insight on it. Plus, you, Eric, you told me before that you used to, or you still do, um, do paranormal investigations. You were at one point a ghost hunter. Is that is that correct?
2: Well. Not in the point where I had my own team and I went out. I just would go with other people uh, for fun. I, um, when I was younger, I would sneak into cemeteries, you know, and and Mm -hmm. do that. You know, it's just a very intriguing part of, I guess, life or, or I guess, the unknown. So I look at it like outer space or the deepest depths of the sea. We don't really know what's there yet. It doesn't mean it's not there. Right. So... Um, I, I would I would loosely call myself a ghost hunter. Um, but <laughs> kind of one of those things where when you go on the tallest roller coaster, it's that the feeling you get right when you're dropping down the tallest mountain of that roller coaster. That's the feeling you get when you do something that is so unknown, like you know thinking you're hunting for ghosts or stuff like that. And
0: mm-hmm.
2: I really like that. And then to hear stories with people who do have professional ghost hunting teams and uh, it's very interesting and mm-hmm. just wanted to maybe see it it's all about kitchen evidence and that's what people want one thing you for before, before you pass away is find out if you can have find, see that evidence is it is it clear to you is it not clear to you no uh, It's was just mm-hmm. uh, very interesting to me that's why
0: we love talking about it <laughs> cuz there's no i mean it's inconclusive and that's what we like to tell our listeners like we are never going to have like absolute concrete evidence i mean but it's always open for discussion and it will always be inconclusive. We're never going to have the right answer. I don't think it wants us to have that answer while we're living. We're going to learn that answer eventually after we pass, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. I have a couple of stories here too on my notes. So um, I'm going to go through several that I remembered listening to. You have There's a story of your prop witch that uh, I think it was Yukiko that purchased it from an auction in Universal or one of the uh, – Production stages is that correct? And that uh, ha- also has like some some spirit attachment to it, or so it claims to have.
2: So we bought it from an actual store that was here uh, on Magnolia Park, and uh, that owner got it at a Paramount Studios auction.
0: Oh, got you. Uh, okay.
2: They bought it on in the auction in the early '80s, and it's been in their store ever since. And being the fact that we are also vintage Halloween collectors and and stuff mm-hmm. that. Which is actually a folk art of something that's very similar to the way they would make, you know, uh, paper mache jack-o'-lanterns in the 30s and
0: uh,
2: older. So it was uh, first intriguing at first because it was definitely more of a vintage Halloween collectible. Uh, But then knowing that it was probably made as a prop, uh, probably something that was in like a store window in a movie or TV show. Which I'm still trying to figure out. Yeah, we don't one. know. Yeah, we don't know where it's yeah. particularly from. Uh, and then uh, it definitely it came to light that uh, I don't know how it happened. It was something in somebody was doing something in the store, and where they they pretty sure that one of the the things that came through was coming through the witch. The so. Wow. Yeah,
3: and I always felt like a presence with her. There's just something about her. Have you, have you been in the story? Have you seen her? Oh, Is, yeah. yeah. Oh, I've seen
0: her. Oh, I've seen Sis. And yeah. <laughs> it's funny because uh, a lot of people have told me who are very sensitive, especially your mystic that, that used to work there, uh, Dylan, he said it was like a, a female presence. Like, it was a mm-hmm. female presence that was attached to that witch that yeah. a lot of people would pick up. Yeah. But they couldn't tell, like, where she came from or what happened or mm-hmm. why she's attached to this one specific item. So... Right. That was a very interesting story. Um, let's see, another one that I have here. There was a, apparently a, a story of a, a bouncer that's connected to uh, one of the items in your museum. I think it's the mantle. There's a mantle there that you guys have, and there's supposedly a bouncer that watches the museum.
2: Yeah, what? I'm particularly attached to anything. Uh, oh,
3: he hangs around over
2: there. He hangs around, yeah. He, so he's. That's this I was. Um, a medium. psychic yeah. medium friend that was here visiting, who um, came through her and saying, "You have a protector here. You have somebody here that's watching over the store." Was a bouncer in real life, and technically your bouncer right now. Which is Whoa. so, cool. which is
3: really like,
0: cool. That's cool. <laughs> You're like, great. We don't have to spend extra on more security. <laughs> we have it right here. Has has anyone made communication with that specific energy, or have Sp- any of-
2: the medium that yeah. said it, she's talk, she talked to him briefly uh, while we were just in the conversation, I just, and she turns around and just like, starts talking, and it's like, that was him.
0: <gasps> oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, that's good that you guys have, you know, these spirits, like, watching over the shop. That's good to know. Yeah. Um, And then the other story, this one I actually collected a few months back with your amazing manager, uh, Vanessa. Mm -hmm. And um, it seems like you guys invited someone else into the shop that was otherworldly, but you guys had a collection of, uh, I think they were uh, mourning pins. And it wasn't just her, but another associate had seen Mm -hmm. someone, a gentleman, um, that may have been attached to these pins. Huh.
2: I don't don't remember anything about a gentleman being attached to these pins. I've seen it. Oh, Abby? Okay. Yeah. These are actually items yeah, that are for sale in the Odyssey. Yeah,
3: I mean, we just saw him over there. It was by the pins. And so- Oh, I don't remember this story. Yeah, this you don't know this story. <laughs> <laughs> um, this happened not too long ago. And I knew Vanessa was kind of sensitive. I could just, if she sees something, I love just like, hey, and I could tell when she sees something. <laughs> and, and like at one time we saw the same thing um, same time and um, I knew she was not about to tell me so I had mm-hmm. so I was just like hey girl I know you saw something
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: and it's like uh, it was, it's interesting because it's like arms we, we both saw like it's like almost like white like someone wearing like a white long sleeve shirt and you just see hands which is so <gasps> awesome. yeah so it's just like from like the sh- like shoulders down and you just see like some arms and it's over by the pins which was so strange uh but we both saw it and then she's seen i think it's the same guy because she's all um she also saw um a, a man i think she said he was wearing a hat but it was like maybe torso up so he's only showing us like parts of his not his full body which is very interesting um but she saw him like by another cabinet so he's always kind of near like our curio cabinets and whatnot
0: Mm
3: -hmm. i don't get too much from him it's just more like oh there there what's he doing you know so it's interesting
0: yes that's what she uh she mentioned she saw him um with you by the pins and then i think it was the other time uh, the bar area in the museum and it was always like from the waist up she would she would see him yeah. and there was an incident too uh where she was working with another gentleman i think they were opening or closing but she uh i think it was she noticed one of the ouija boards that you have like for sale like if one of them fell forward and when she went to go grab that one that fell forward the rest of them had, had she- fallen on
2: her <laughs> right, Oh i my think, gosh, I think was that, was, <laughs> that was gravity on yeah at that part i think she would you know, you when you sometimes when you hyper focus on things like You're that, like, you, you you tend not to debunk things. Uh, mm-hmm. In the you know paranormal world, and especially you guys know this. Uh, first and foremost is figure out why. Try, it's to recreate, not yeah, real. try to recreate. Yeah, I try to
3: recreate the uh, scenario of how it would fall. That's why I like to do it. Like I jump up and down next to it. I try
2: yeah.
3: to do yeah. <laughs> to make it move again. In that, a sense. Yeah
2: course, fell every single day. Yeah, but um, it's because it's a Ouija board. It's one of those things where we instantly, even when we first opened our store, we we're a haunted store just because we had old creepy antiques. Right. Uh, you no, know, it's just that vibe you get. It's a lot of people think that just because it's a Ouija board, no matter what, it's haunted.
3: Yes. And
2: mm-hmm. for her, having whatever experiences she had mixed in with those falling and being a Ouija board, I think that particular incident is just—it's just gravity. Yeah, but she saw the. other... Yeah,
3: (laughs) Right. That's really great
0: that you guys do that, that you debunk and try to explain it and and validate it because there's other people that would take advantage of something like this and really make a huge spectacle of it for, you know, of course, for profit reasons. So and you guys don't do that. And that's what I really I really respect about you, too, is that you guys are not going to make a big show or make up stories based on it. So that's really cool. Um, I know, that, like, the last time I was there, uh, we had – you guys had a, a workshop with uh, Bloody Mary, who is the voodoo queen of New Orleans, and she kind of led a mass group into a seance, and, oh, wow. yeah, we heard uh, we heard a little girl laughing, I guess, by one of the doors. You have, like, this – I think it's a vintage door. It's, like, a green old doctor's door, mm-hmm. and I heard of a story, too, where uh, I think it was either – like you Kiko that you or, or someone else saw like a little girl peeking through the glass or could see someone walking through the door and I think it's the little girl that might be attached to that door but we heard a, a little girl laughing and then um, I think towards the end of the seance there was this little business card that was on a little shelf and it just out of nowhere flipped off of the shelf like it's it looked like someone just kind of like flickered it away from the shelf. So that was also an unexplainable.
3: Yeah. That's so interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you guys ever uh, have noticed, um, especially now d- due to this pandemic, have you noticed a heightened uh, chain of events there in regards to the entities that might be around your shop or it's just same old, same old?
2: Uh, I think less. Wow.
0: What do you think that is?
2: Um... I'd say because there's, you know, you need, it's like walking, it's like driving a car on a dirt road. If you mm-hmm. don't, the car's not on there, you're not going to see the dirt kick up. You're not going to see the dust in the air because there's nothing kicking up the dust in the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the way I look at it, there's just, uh, everyone's at home being calm, so I think everything is being calm. So, right. But,
0: People are not coming in and out, bringing their own energies in there and... Yeah, bring, or bringing their own personal baggage, of course. Yeah. So, guys, where do you guys see uh, the store opening post-pandemic? How are you guys going to coordinate uh, the, I guess, the interactive uh, ins- installations with the museum?
2: Um. So that's a good question. Yeah, because huh? we don't really watch. <laughs> of. They're not telling us too much. Everything that we. It's
3: just right now. It's curbside. Yeah, that's it's all, all we got. And yeah. so. So you know what the
2: like it changes every day depending on what yeah. the governor says depending on
3: right.
2: and what Burbank says it's always changing and they're also going back and forth with each other um there's not a direct line to check everything yeah. out yeah. so we have to take it day by day yeah,
3: i mean it's just, it's just this is yeah. all new to everyone so of course it's gonna be
2: so. um we mm-hmm. obviously are a place where we want people to come and see we're a storefront we have a storefront this is for people to come um we're trying our best to, st- to stay, you know, uh, you know, relevant with our customers by offering, you know, IGTV and things like that and stuff mm. for them, kind of like still kind of be a part of this. Um, we do have ideas of things we want to do in the future that'll be perfectly healthy and safe and legal. And then uh, when we reopen, we're probably going to do a slow process uh, when we're allowed to. We just yeah. don't know when it's going to be, so yeah. it's hard to plan everything. Uh, they always say one day, and then that date comes on, and then it's like another month later, then another month later, then another. Mm-hmm. Month. So you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll, I mean, we'll
3: still be here. Yeah,
0: we're not going
2: anywhere. Yeah, we're not going so. Good, good.
0: <laughs> I know, because I remember like Geeky Tees down the street left, and I was like, "Come on, man! I don't want to see any. I don't want to see anyone else being kicked out of the street."
3: Or, or it's super hustling. hard for yeah. small businesses. Yeah. This is like it's so unfathomable to be closed for what it's been three months now yeah yeah yeah. almost three months yeah four months like this is crazy for us not to have any foot traffic for five or it could be longer
2: it's crazy Mm -hmm. yeah say right now is that you know we we really appreciate all the support we've gotten from our customers and friends and in the neighborhood and if anyone can just shop small for sure shop small
0: absolutely i got my sweater yesterday i love it i wish i could wear it today but it's warm
2: <laughs> um Thank yeah you, so you know we just you know if there's let's, especially local businesses support your own local community absolutely and, uh, and a lot of people that are getting left out of this you know um we do hear a lot about supporting local businesses and especially small businesses which I think need to happen because those are where you're going to get the more unique stores those are where you're going to get the things that you know i think drive artists and inspire people Mm -hmm. really unique small stores um but what it is is also you know the artists the tattoo artists the hair salons you know the the movie industry the uh, musicians they all are going to suffer sometimes even longer than than a lot of people Um, the industry is not going to open for a while uh concerts aren't going to happen for a while uh, a lot of our friends and families they their career was based off of that and and I feel sad and I think if you find a business a local business that also helps support those type of arts um, definitely uh, looking to do whatever you can just buying one thing for a dollar you know it's gonna help people out so.
0: Yes. It's, it's so good to see, you know, so much support pour in, especially into your your establishment and everyone else who has a small business. I've been seeing a lot of that support and just so happy that you guys are still staying afloat and moving. And you guys still have your online store, right?
2: Yes. Yeah. So that's yeah.
0: What
2: focusing on and, and uh, it's really great. And we're able to come out with new products like the shirt you just bought and stuff oh, like that. Oh,
0: hell yes, guys. You guys need to yeah. see the, the new sweater they came out with. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I was willing to sweat in it today. <laughs> it just gets warmer within the afternoon. But yeah, it's pretty awesome.
2: Uh, some other merch coming out, which we're going to donate proceeds to uh, charity to help uh, people that have been affected by this, you know, COVID 19 and uh, other things like that. So that's our plan now, um, is to definitely do what we can ourselves for the community, especially since we've been getting some help back.
1: I love that.
0: That's amazing. That's wonderful, guys. We're so happy that you guys still have that support and that you guys are trucking along. Um, so before we come to an end, uh, where can people find you? Where can people shop? Where can people stalk you? Oh,
3: uh, our Instagram. Our Instagram is The Mystic Museum. And and then our uh, online store is uh, www.themysticmuseum.com. Yeah,
2: brand new Brand new online site that we just put up, so um, it's a great website that our friend helped us for. I think we've been working on it for months, uh, but it's great. And shopping on it is just as easy as it was before. It's almost the same thing when you go to the shopping button.
3: And you could do curbside, so you, yeah, we could uh, you could order online and then we'll have your order ready for you. Yeah, and just come pick it up. What are your hours of operation? Um,
2: so our, uh, for pickup curbside, I think it's uh, Monday through Saturday. 1 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. Yep. is where you could come and pick stuff up. Um, we're working here every day because we, we just have to work. Keep hustling. You know, yeah, uh, Gotta stay
0: focused. <laughs> yeah.
2: But besides for that, if you follow the uh, Instagram, both the Mystic Museum and Beer-Related Vintage, you'll see uh, fun activities we're doing. We're taking old content that we have and we're, we're re-editing it to post on IGTV with our little, you know, intro videos and headers. And so we're doing a live oddity auctions every Monday. Nice. Um, we're trying to, you know, just have fun with it, you know.
0: Oh, Try my God. To- I saw one of the auctions. It was, what, what car was it? What, what was it exactly? Was it a prop for a specific show?
2: Uh, the car that's for sale? Yeah. It was the Munster's Dragula. So I did uh, as close to an exact replica as I could. Life-size Dragster would be. That is um, so cool. Yeah. Heavy. It's I mean It's um It's just a model, <laughs> you know? hey, this thing, man. <laughs> It's one of those things where it felt like it'd be a great opportunity to offer it for anyone who is a car collector or mm-hmm. uh, or just a model or, or a monster collector in general to have for, for themselves. And so we just put that up there. Um, pretty that's, fun. That's that was amazing. That's one of the things where one of the photo op things that I built for that show where I thought I was in over my head and I was like, can I get this? <laughs>
0: no. Oh yeah, it was the, the Family Goals one, right?
2: Yeah, it has real dragster wheels on it too. And mm-hmm. so, and a real coffin. So I try to be as authentic as I could with, with the pieces in it. And that's kind of what I think we're also known for with our exhibit is trying to be as precise and authentic as we can.
0: Will you guys be doing any virtual exhibit tours on your IGTV?
2: We just did one with Midsummer Scream for Slashback nice. Video. Nice. Uh, and Slashback Video will be extended, uh, so hopefully we'll have it up for a couple months after we're allowed to open. Um, and so that's that's going to be the exhibit that will be here when we're allowed to reopen. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll probably do our own uh, extended virtual tour. Um, it'll probably be a live tour because we think it's really fun and be able to answer questions with people uh, coming soon. So
0: awesome well thank you so much guys for joining us today and for talking ghosts and about your amazing establishment um guys it's really simple if you go on their instagram you can find their uh their shop on their bio you click on it you shop you can do a curbside pickup i did mine yesterday it was super simple and yeah it's just very quick and also support your local businesses support the shop and yes. support the weird of course so thank you guys thank you eric and kiko for sitting uh, down and speaking with us uh, <laughs> right, Thank yeah. you.
2: thanks see you guys later bye, bye. guys
0: bye. a very huge thank you to eric wessel and kiko bailey of the bearded lady oddity shop and mystic museum If you live in and around the Los Angeles or Burbank area, definitely make a trip to Burbank and check them out. They're located off of 3202-3204 West Magnolia Boulevard. Follow them on Facebook and definitely follow them on Instagram at Mystic Museum. And if you don't live in and around the Los Angeles or Burbank area, then you can virtually shop at their store at www.themysticmuseum.com. Browse, see what they have. They have a lot of amazing stuff, apparel, artwork, you name it, they have it. Support small businesses and definitely support this awesome shop. We also have some exciting news. Join us for an exclusive discussion with host Josh Mankiewicz about his podcast, Motive for Murder with Good Pods. That's the new podcast social network. I mean, even Kim kardashians on there who knew we be fancy it's easy guys you can actually search for good pods on your app store and search for motive for murder in the search tab of good pods then you could submit your questions on the discussion tab before noon pacific daylight time on june the 10th it's super simple if bryce can do it anyone can (laughs) and of course another huge thank you to our patreons without your support we wouldn't have this podcast and it's because of your donations that this episode was made possible you guys produced it and thank you speaking of patreon if you want to become a hollywood producer and help produce hollywood paranormal you can just for as little as one dollar or more per month you can help produce our podcast head on over to www.patreon.com for more information we also like to recognize our new patreons we want to thank Amanda Paul, Victoria Nielsen, Natalie Peckin, and Lisandro Reyes. Thank you guys so much for your support. We are so happy that you're Holly Weird. To find out more information about Hollyweird Paranormal and about your hosts, then head on over to www.hollyweirdparanormal.com to learn more. Also get caught up on past and current episodes and seasons through our website, And take a trip and browse through our merch store. Check out the new retro threads and graphic designs by our friend Noisy Project. If you love Hollyweird Paranormal, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give us an awesome review on iTunes. It really helps us out a lot, and it helps us become a little more visible. Can't get enough of Hollyweird Paranormal? Then stalk us on Instagram and Facebook at Hollyweird Paranormal and Twitter at HWP Podcast. Have a story that you're dying to share, no pun intended, then email us at hollyweirdparanormal at gmail.com. Want to hear more Holly Weird Paranormal? Well, you can. You can catch up on our past and current episodes and seasons on Blueberry.net, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Android, Stitcher, Google Play, CastBox, Player FM, and Spotify. We're everywhere. Till next time, friends. Always remember that there's light behind the darkness. Take care of one another, be kind to each other, and most of all, take care of yourselves. Stay healthy, stay safe, and most of all, friends, stay Holly weird. Till next time, now turn up the volume and enjoy the rest of Purple Skies by Beats by Egomi.